back ladies and gentlemen bolt fam to another episode of chargers powder hour podcast it feels like it has been forever since we've last recorded a lot and very little has gone on since we've caught up last man how you doing yeah man it's it's you know for a bye week i was ready to get into the bye week you know i didn't think it'd be very disappointing of a bye week, but kind of end up a little bit disappointing. You know, we got some more injury news that isn't great. Didn't do much at the trade deadline, but man, it's been forever since we've been on. I've, I don't know about you. I've spent my time traveling the world throughout our hiatus. I went and climbed Mount Everest and did a bunch of cool things in the week that we had off from recording. So, um, yeah. yeah. So how are you doing, man? Good, man. Um, yeah, I haven't done a whole lot since we've we've last caught up. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of news, really. I mean, the, the lack of news really has been the news over the last week, really. Um, but, yeah, good to, to have a little, you know, mental break there in the middle of the season. I always appreciate bye weeks because, as you mentioned right before we hopped on, you know, it just gives you a chance to reset mentally, uh, emotionally, spiritually, however, right? And it really is a, a nice break, especially after the roller coaster that has been the first, you know, I know we're not quite to the halfway point and we don't have a true halfway point of the season now that it's 17 games, but we're pretty close to it. And the Chargers have really had a just roller coaster of a season ups, downs. Big wins, crushing losses. I mean, a little bit of everything in there, injuries. So it was great just to not have that stress for a weekend. And I don't think I really watched any football last weekend. I just took a complete football detox, and it was uh, it was nice. Yeah, I cannot say the same for myself. I watched a shit ton of football last weekend. Actually, well, I watched a lot of college football last weekend, but we had a big Halloween party here at our house Saturday night, and I was not feeling the greatest Sunday. I pretty much just slept all day Sunday. So, yeah, I missed out on quite a bit Sunday. But, hey, I'm back. It's a new week, and we got Chargers football on. So it could be a blessing, could be a curse. I guess we'll see. So, Yeah, we'll see, man. Atlanta... I mean, just watching some of their highlights of over the past uh, weeks. And, I mean, I don't think I have any Falcons on my fantasy team, but I feel like they just keep popping up in highlights and, and big plays, and they're going to be a tough matchup. Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert, that'll be a fun rematch of the Monday night football game. Herbert's rookie year when Carr got hurt and it was a Oregon Duck fest so that'll be cool to see those guys catch up and Mariota has been playing pretty decent this year I, I got him in one of my fantasy leagues as kind of a backup QB option I think I actually might have released him 
recently, but he, he's a he's been balling out for that offense, man. He gets it done on the ground, that's for sure. Um, something I definitely want to get into later on in the episode, but yeah, no, definitely not an easy task coming up this weekend. Um, we'll go over the injury report here coming up, but yeah, especially once you get into the injury report, that task just gets more and more lofty. So, hey, we'll see what happens. But Yeah, and it definitely seems like the Chargers can't really catch a break in that department. But real quick, before we we really dive into it, um, what you drinking? What you got over there? So, you're probably going to laugh at me. Um, but I am drinking a protein shake right now. Um I had I have volleyball tonight. I got a quick workout in after. I'm actually drinking a protein shake and trying my best to eat this Chipotle bowl as quietly as possible. So that's kind of what I'm rocking with over here. Um, I literally think that we don't have a single ounce of liquor in this house right now, or of beer anyway. I am staring at two bottles of UV blue right now that I'm not going to touch unless I get into a time machine and go back to freshman year of college. Um but yeah, I, we drank this place pretty dry this weekend. So um, I'm working with a protein shake. I'm being I'm being a healthy boy tonight. Um, how about you? What you got going on over there? I love it, man. Gotta gotta take care ter- take care of your body. And um, yeah, I've uh, I've been there. I don't think I would go for the UV blue either. So that's a, that's a good call. No sir, when not, you're, not for your me. end. Not for me. So myself, uh, I'm sipping on some. Some classic Modelo's mm. Especial. Can't go, can't go wrong with the good uh, Modelo. Modelo, Corona, two of my favorite cervezas. Um, easy, light Mexican beer. And um, yeah, I don't, don't have to say much more. No. Modelo kind of speaks for itself. I think Modelo's... But, uh, I think if there were stats for who's had what drinks the most on the show, I would think Modelo would be your number one. That or Rona. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I think Modelo is up there. Um, Sorry, White Claw. White, White Claw has to take the case. White Claws. I've definitely drank a bunch of claws on on the show on the pod. Um, I try to mix it up as much as I I can. I tend to mix it up more like when I'm out at a bar or, or a sports bar. Um, when you don't have to commit to like six or twelve, yeah, or more beers, you know, you can just get one. That's why. Shout out, uh, shout out, High V, man. Yeah, dude, the, the six pack, the build the six pack at High V is amazing because of that. You can get a couple of lagers, you can get some light beers, um, get some some darker darker beers. It's it's good stuff. So, yes, sir, man. Let's uh, let's dive into it because well, for, I'll let you kind of decide. Do you want to before we really dive into the uh, the pregame? part of the show do you want to do you want to talk about the bye week itself the trade deadline the lack of moves and just the overall vibe and mood i mean of the chargers fan base right now i think i mean we can touch on it real quick but there's honestly there's just nothing much to really say our lack of urgency right now kind of speaks for itself um i think i honestly think that Charger fans, including myself, are probably in worse shape than we were after that loss to the Seahawks. Because there was a lot of very negative fans on Twitter after the Seahawks. You know, I was trying to be a half 
half glass full kind of guy, but man, what the hell? We just how dare you? We got we got nothing done, man. That's kind of the one thing I was like, you know what? We're a little banged up right now. Um, Keenan ba- Keenan Allen's gonna come back healthy. Nope. Um, we're going into the trade deadline. We have to make a move for a receiver, right? Or maybe a corner or something. No, no. Like, I don't, I don't know what else you can say really, other than it's was a very, very disappointing bye week. So it, it was, but I think, I mean, watching the avalanche of like tweets and shit that was on Twitter, just like it was, it was a shit show for really the last day or two of the deadline. And after the dust kind of settled, you know, I was doing some more scrolling and reading and, you know, there, there were a couple, a couple people that made some good points and it's a few things that I think as fans, we forget to kind of keep in mind. I mean, I, I know I do kind of gets lost in the, um, I don't know, maybe just the, the greed and the, uh, wanting, the best players via trade, best deals, whatever you want to, you know, call it. But, um, you know, there, there's more that goes into it than just giving up a pick or a player and getting a player in return. Um, you know, that these guys have contracts that have ramp that can potentially have ramifications on, you know, the, the salary cap and, and roster construction for years to come. So it, it's, you know, teams have to do their due diligence on trades, uh, not only just on the front end, of, front end of it, you know, the player itself and that the quality of player that you're getting, but also the financial part. And I think the Chargers, like the Chargers, had their their big spree in the off season, and that's kind of what I made of the de- of the deadline. Hey, look, we we went out and got all the pieces that we need, or at least that we thought we needed. We're just getting fucking rammed by shitty luck and and injuries. Honestly, like look at this core group of players on this team, and, and look at how many people are are out either for the season or for a considerable amount of time. So, um, I wasn't really expecting us to make moves. Um, part of me kind of hoped that they would prove me wrong and, and make a surprising move and re-energize a lot of fans. But uh, I don't think the Chargers are any worse off than they were, you know, going into the bye week. I just think they need to get going. And and we'll talk about that here when we, when we talk about the Falcons. But, yeah, I... Uh, so it was kind of a roller coaster of a deadline for me, you know, like uh, wanting, not wanting, understanding, not understanding why they didn't make a move, and then kind of realizing, okay, I guess that makes some sense. But seeing some of these guys that got dealt at the deadline, it I just felt like we missed out a little bit. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I shouldn't say. I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed in how it went, but again, that is a good point that you prove where it's like we did it. We had our fun in the offseason, you know, and we're going to be owing guys a lot of money going forward. And, you know, at the end of the day, like 
we just have been absolutely it's just we've just been dead with injuries so yeah and that's just how the cookie has crumbled unfortunately for for us i mean it's a shitty cookie i don't think anyone thought that you know keenan allen would only have 45 snaps on the entire season right now or that Rashawn Slater would be out for the season or that Joey Bosa, you know, has only played a, a half of football or just go on down the line of, of yeah, uh, Dustin Hopkins, you know, we're on our earth, technically a, a third kicker right now for the season. So all phases really have just been kind of tormented with injuries and Hey, we can't control it. Nothing we can do about it. It's just, um, you know, for me, it, it I kind of had that feeling, you know, going into this trade deadline, which was, unless it was an emergency and we really needed something bad, um, like, let's say, Amen Ogbog-Baminga, or however you say his last name, is our starting, like, middle linebacker, then, like, that's bad. Go get a linebacker. You know, like, go spend whatever on a on a vet linebacker um but that's just not like as banged up as we are that's just really not the case for most of our team i mean there's a few guys that we would like to probably replace but i think those are off-season moves not in-season trade deadline moves so yeah man it was just uh i don't know it was a tricky trade deadline i think expectations were kind of everywhere i mean they were i don't think the the team and the the front office's expectations and the the fan base expectations were on the same page as far as to what this deadline was going to look like yeah i i think i can speak for myself when i said my expectations got a little high just because like you mentioned coming off of that coming off of that off season you know it kind of just had a thing like well fuck, like, we need pieces, we're decimated with injuries, like, we're just going to keep it going, you know, I thought that really, you know, the tide has, had changed on Chargers football, and we were just going to come out and just be these massive spenders all the time, but, I mean, yeah, we, we had our fun in the offseason, I understand why they didn't make moves, but definitely there's some, some areas that we're really lacking in going forward that it would have been nice to see some upgrades. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize this, but, I I can't remember the exact number, but a lot of like a lot of the moves that we made this offseason um are affecting not only this year's payroll but next year's even even more. So you know the chart like we went all in this offseason with all the big free agent moves and, and we went in knowing that like this is going to be the uh, an all-in push like there, there really is no second wave after you sign Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, Bryce Callahan, Kyle Van Noy, Sebastian Joseph Day like that's it right I mean so yeah it, it's going to be an interesting not only just the rest of the season but also this next offseason and the offseason after that I mean we all know what's what's right around the corner. It's lurking. It's it's going to be massive. And it's going to be more money that the Chargers have ever had to dish out for a single player. And that's Justin Herbert's 
long-term extension that's lurking around the corner here could be done maybe even as early as this offseason coming up so Man. see that's, it's, I'm, I'm, you, you just start to wonder like you know how big how long and how big is this window for this team and you know i know we're not really halfway through a season really the first season of this window and things are already kind of not lining up and so you just as a fan you have to kind of wonder like fuck are they are they fucking this up are they you know are they not taking advantage of the talent that is on this roster and we don't know yet i don't know yet i still need to see more um you know on paper it's not going terrible four and three a game behind the division leaders and you got Justin Herbert as a quarterback. That's yeah. That's exactly where my train of thought was about to go. Is that just one thing that is giving me hope is the fact that we've Justin fucking Herbert leading this team. And, you know, we haven't seen him be um, maybe who we've wanted him to be, um, which you can blame a lot of that on rib injuries, lack of weapons, but if somebody's going to make something happen with little weapons, it's going to be a generational talent like Justin Herbert. So I, I'm still holding on to that bit of faith that with him doing his thing that we can really turn this thing around. So, but again, I guess that all starts Sunday. And with that, should we, should we get into that showdown at Atlanta on Sunday? Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, so first things first, you know, the injury report came out today. Well, Thursday's uh, injury report, and it just seems like, I mean, there's a few more names added to it and some big names that we'll talk about here. But overall, man, the, the vibe, the current vibe for me of this, of this team is they just cannot seem to catch a break on the injury side of this. I mean, if it's, if it's not uh, somebody retweaking something or having a setback um you know it's a, it's it's an, a a guy that you know has been dealing with one injury and then all of a sudden a second injury pops up out of nowhere as soon as that first injury seems to to kind of clear up and um yeah man it's just it's depressing looking at this fucking injury report every week i'm not gonna lie but uh i mean let's let's hop into it so i think First things first, everyone everyone wants to know Keenan Allen's status. It does not look good. Did not practice yesterday. Did not practice today. I don't think he'll practice tomorrow. I think he's going to be a questionable game time decision, and I would not be surprised if he is missing on Sunday. Thoughts on yeah. Keenan Allen? No, about Keenan, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they rule him out tomorrow like it, it seems like this is going to be one of those things that you know it's being to catch a break him especially let alone this whole team him especially um you know Staley came out in the presser and after week yeah week seven and basically said that the hamstring you know reacted the way that they wanted it to not gonna I'm not calling Staley a liar by any means it sounded like it was one of those things that after week seven you know practicing or, you know, training or something, he tweaked it yet again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if yep. we not only miss him this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if him and Mike Williams come back together. So I, I could see I could see this being another three more weeks thing and 
you know, that's frightening um, that our top receiver right now is Josh Palmer, followed by DeAndre Carter, uh, Jason Moore, Michael Bandy, so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, not a great look there for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go. That's just my personal opinion. The next thing I wanted to talk about, he was just added to the injury list, I believe, today. Austin Eckler with an abdomen issue. He was limited today, and he practiced yesterday. Or did he practice yesterday? No, I think he had a rest day yesterday. I don't know what the dash means. That means that he wasn't listed on the report yesterday. So he practiced yesterday, but he practiced. He practiced yesterday. Yeah. Limited today. Uh, I think this is more precautionary just from some of the rumblings that I was reading on Twitter. Um, I think Ian Rappaport tweeted that out exactly. Like, you know, expecting that this is just a cautionary thing that the Chargers are doing. Hopefully that's the case. I, I mean, this hasn't been on anyone's radar, I don't think. So... I don't know. Hopefully it's something that isn't too big of an issue and we see a, a you know, 100% Austin Eckler on Sunday. Any other thoughts on him? Sorry, I uh, accidentally opened my photos app somehow. But um yeah, I don't I'm not too worried about Austin Eckler. Um I know that's an injury that not only us Charger fans are looking out for, but I know five million people within the fantasy football community are probably concerned about that. So um yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not too worried about Austin Eckler's injury again. We've seen this team be pretty precautionary with injuries um in the past. And uh when especially like an abdomen. If it was like a knee or an ankle or something, then maybe I would have a little bit of concern, but an abdomen doesn't really seem like anything that would yeah. be too concerning. One quick note that I did want to make is and it's kind of funny only the chargers could somehow manage to get more injured coming off a of bye week yeah that is true how how does that make any sense because chargers gonna charge her baby that's just a thought i had but um yeah dustin hopkins Still not practicing with the right hamstring issue. He's not going to go this week. I believe they announced today that, oh, my God, I can't think of his first name, but Dicker. Oh, yeah. Dicker Cameron the kicker. Dick, Cameron Dicker. will be Cameron there. Dicker is going to be the kicker Dicker the of the Chargers kicker. this weekend because Taylor Bertolet has a quad issue and was ruled out. Yeah, love it. So, um, yeah, I don't know a ton about Cameron Dicker. I remember watching him at Texas a few times, but other than that, right. Okay. So, so. another new kicker for the Chargers. Um, hopefully, this one goes as smooth as Bertola did. I mean, you got to give that guy's props. Came in and just drilled kicks is really all he did. Um, and sucks that he can't catch a break and, and capitalize on an opportunity like this. But hopefully... Cameron Dicker is uh, up to the task. Yeah, no, I know that sucks for Bertola. Sucks for Dustin Hawkins. Um, God, it feels like our list of kickers that we've had in the last 20 years has to be about identical to the list of 
QBs that the Browns have had over the last 20 years. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Why can't we just find There are a few teams. I think think there's a few teams that are are continually kind of in that cycle. And I don't know, call it luck, call it bad luck. Um, Unfortunate. I don't know. Just, you know, a, a franchise kicker is definitely something that cannot be overlooked at. I mean, look at, you know, just the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The luxury. There you, there it is. The luxury that some of these teams have with a Justin Tucker or um, a Daniel Carl, Daniel Carlson. I mean, the Raiders kicker, that dude is lights out. I don't think I've ever watched him miss a field goal in lifetime. At least I, I can't remember it. Um, I don't watch a ton of Raiders games, but every time I see him kicking, he's he's knocking them in. Um, or a uh, who's the guy from uh, Harrison Bucker from Kansas City? So there's a couple right there in the division that are just super reliable and um, yeah. So no, I I know our our list is long, but hey, if they come in and make them, who cares? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Luxury kickers aren't. Don't just get thrown around very often. Um, but, man, it would be nice to have one. I, it just still scares me going in week to week with different Yeah, it's years. definitely not the ideal situation. But hopefully, I mean, I always think that, you know, if if you're going to beat a team, you know, don't let it come down to a kick anyways. Yeah, just that's a good point. Take care of business, win the fourth quarter, and, and don't even worry about it. Um Next guy here on the list, Brendan Hymas, was not on the list yesterday. He is now limited with a quad issue. Uh, he's not starting right now. Yeah, no, he's no. Is he? No. Okay, no. No, definitely not. Just he's just a special teams guy. I mean, it doesn't really. Oh, the reason why I had that in my head is because he came in when Will Clapp went out. Yeah, he, in the, he uh, played for a little bit in, that in the Denver game. Yeah, in that problem. Okay, game, yeah. But... Other than that. So, other than that, not too not too worried about it. Ogbong Bamiga groin issue did not practice today. Hopefully, don't have to see him anyways on Sunday. So, not too worried about that. Let's get to the meaty stuff here. Josh Palmer, full participant yesterday, full participant today. It sounds like he's going to be playing this week. So that is a much needed weapon back for Herbert. This is a beaten and bruised wide receiver unit and that that's a huge breath of fresh air as a fan just to see joshua palmer be full participant and and on track to be in the game sunday dude if if we need a time for josh palmer to step up it is now it's now or never pretty much like these next these next few games you know i'm assuming uh, that's just with me assuming that keenan's going to be out a few more weeks mike williams i was going to be out probably three four more weeks um I'm gonna really dictate his dictate the rest of his NFL career over these next over these next few weeks and see how he can step up and rise to the occasion. Because there's a time we need him. It's now for sure. Yeah, and it's I I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. You know he he's he's got he's up to a tall task to come back and be essentially the wide receiver one is a tough. T- I, it's different if we were asking him to come back and be the wide receiver three. So 
I'm not. I'm still expecting some some growing pains and some frustration. But it's just at least it's someone that Herbert can throw to with a little bit of confidence and trust. Um, but I mean, it's it's tough to kind of you know have crazy expectations. I mean, I'm not saying that you do or we do, but I mean, I'm gonna give him a little bit more slack just because Mike and Keenan still aren't out there. Yeah, and I I think especially like when we brought him in, when we drafted him, it's not like we were ever going to see him be a wide receiver one. Like I think we brought him in to fit a certain scheme fit, and that scheme fit would be, you know, like a you know, a, a third option for this offense. So I get that point, so, yeah. but definitely need him to step up a little bit going forward. Oh, for sure. I mean, he has to step up. A lot of other guys in that offense have to step up as well in order for for it to work, but um, here's a wild card. Donald Parham Jr. He was a full participant yesterday. Um, and that I think was in regards to the uh, concussion that he's coming off of. Now it looks like he's had a setback with his hamstring. There's that hamstring popping up again. Um, that he dealt with in training camp, start of the season. Then he came back in, and he got a concussion, and now he's essentially trying to come back from both of those injuries. Um, he did not practice today. Talk about questionable. I don't know. I think if it's hamstring-related, nope. just seeing how they've taken – I mean, they've really, you know, been in, in, in caution with Keenan Allen. I think – that's going to be the route they take. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Parham not out there on Sunday. I fully don't expect Parham to play just because, especially if it's the same hand, hamstring. And it never, we never really got reports that it sounded like it was lingering. Like it sounded like he responded to it. I like, think he just, I think he just tweaked it pretty, like maybe yesterday or today. So maybe it could Probably be, yesterday. maybe it could be a total, totally different hamstring injury than the last one he was faced with, which. I mean, I I feel like I should kind of hope for that route, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I don't. Does it say me, what leg it was? Or let me look more into that because I think it's the the same one. I definitely I think I saw somewhere that I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably is the same one, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't uh, him this weekend. Okay, so Popper said Parham's hamstring designation is also new, was listed as concussion yesterday when you practiced fully. So yesterday's full participant was concussion-related. Today's is hamstring-related. So it doesn't necessarily specify if it was the same one. Because it said it's a new designation. Yeah. And then it said he also missed two months of the hamstring issue earlier this year. That's a really good question. I... I would guess I'm so. Not sure. I mean, I would guess so, though. That would make the most sense, like, that it would be the same hamstring. Not that I'm hoping it is, but I'm saying, like, obviously a pre-existing injury like that is going to be a lot easier to tweak versus a whole new injury, so. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm not expecting to see him. Um, Chris Rumpf still not practicing with a knee. Jerry Tillery hasn't practiced yesterday or today hell yeah back issue hell yeah no i'm just kidding sorry jerry never root for injuries but 
Um, yeah, he yeah, like let's be honest, man. I, like he's still a bust in terms of you know first where round. he was taken in the draft. Did, yeah, but he he has grown um, as a as a decent rotational uh, pass rusher, and in certain situations he's really thrived this year. Um, but uh, yeah, either way you slice it, he's not going to be a Charger next year. So, but he's not practicing. Mike Williams also not practicing with an ankle issue. Don't expect to see him for a couple more weeks, so that's not a shocker there either. All in all, man, looking at this list from top to bottom, some key names, some frustrating issues, lingering injuries with some of these guys that you know we would kind of expect to have some of these guys back by now. And... um yeah, it's just can't catch a break. That's that's the entire theme of this uh, injury report. There are a couple on Atlanta's side as well. Yeah, um, I was just thinking about that. I think the biggest one that stands out to me is AJ Terrell yep. with the hamstring issue as well, not practicing yesterday and today. So um, talking about hamstrings, man, I don't think we'll see one of their better, younger cornerbacks on this roster go on Sunday, which and I know should be a little bit of relief. I'm like 90% sure that he also missed that he missed last week with that same injury. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm not expecting to see AJ Terrell out there, um, which definitely bodes well for us, but yeah, a soul for a soul. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Elijah Wilkinson, I think he's their starting guard, I believe. Yeah, with a knee issue, is not looking like he will play either. He has not practiced this week yet, so a uh, couple couple key injuries to keep an eye on. You know, starting cornerback, starting guard. Um, so not as banked up as the Chargers, but that is the injury report for the Falcons. Yeah, man. Can we move on? This is just depressing me. So, yes, let's do it. I'm down for that. Let's go to let's talk keys to the game. Keys to a Charger victory this Sunday. My man, what what are the keys? Want, what are the want, keys I to always, life? I always go first on this. I want you to go first this week. Oh, you're hitting me with a Uno re- reverse card. I like it. A little Uno reverse card. You can double down too and you can reverse it back to me, but I would rather just hit you with one Uno reverse card. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, it's I, I think it starts on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna have a big eye on on the offensive line, Trey Pipkins, Zion Johnson in particular. I mean, their right side really struggled against um, Seattle. And look, let, let's be honest it, it it all starts at the offensive line, the line of scrimmage, battle of the trenches. Right, you hear about it all the time. And it's true because it, it's kind of a chain reaction, and that's where it all starts, right? So if if the first part of the chain is shit, then you're not going to have much of a of a chain. So that's a that's a great quote. I'm going to put that on a pillow. If the first part of the chain is shit, you're not going to have much of a chain. I love that. I mean, that's kind of how I feel right now about this offense. I, like, I would love to sit here and be like, hey, I need Herbert to do this and Eckler to go off and 
Palmer to step up, but like I don't think those guys can do that if if guys are in Herbert's face all day, if he's under pressure, has to throw just these emergency checkdowns because that's all there is. Um, it's going to be another long Chargers game to watch. Yeah, and I really hope that's not the case. So I, I'm I'm looking at the offensive line first and foremost, and I'm not asking or expecting them to be a top five offensive line, but they just have to be serviceable and they got to fight and scrap and, and uh, fuck, no one cares, man. No one cares about next week until we get there. So go out and, and take care of Atlanta and do what you have to do to get the dub on Sunday and uh, win the battle of the trenches. So that's the, the first key for me. Um, the next one that came to mind immediately off the top of my head was on the, on the defensive side of the ball. We have to, have to, have to, have to, have to force pressure on their quarterback. Marcus Mariota is a, a tough guy to bring down, I would say. And, you know, he's very mobile. We know that, um, you know, anyone that grew up watching college football in the last decade knows who he is and how good he can be when he's at the top of his game. So I'm not taking him lightly. And I think I think I saw some some rumors and some rumblings about Cordero Patterson being taken off the IR this week. Have you seen anything about that? Because yeah. that immediately like yeah, I th- he was, gave me he was designated to cold flashes. Practice. Yeah, he was designated to return to practice be taken off IR today. So I would expect to see Cordero Patterson this weekend. Fuck. Okay. So big fuck. Like the Falcons got weapons, bro. And you talk about this defense. Who's, I mean, this key is definitely forcing pressure and, and winning that, that battle as well. The defensive, you know, line battle there, but, um, yeah, I mean, the Falcons got weapons, and they can hurt us, and we've seen way too many home run plays this season already, and that just makes me nervous. So the the line on both sides really are, are the first two keys for me, and then the third one is really just, I don't know, like go out and play a clean game. You know, I, I would love to see I would love to see no turnovers from this offense. That yeah, we'll go with that. No turnovers, clean game. Don't give them any reason to beat you and take care of the football. So yeah. Those are my keys. Yeah, man. Those are those are good. I'm happy that you brought up um Atlanta offensively, especially with Marcus Mariota. Uh you look at some of the weapons that they have. I mean, dude, like Kyle Pitts is a freak of an athlete. Um, they haven't used him a ton this season, <clears throat> a ton this season, but still somebody that it feels like he's going to have one of those breakout games coming up one of these weeks. And then, you know, receivers, Drake London, the rookie, just a massive frame on him. Really good after the catch. Yeah, Atlanta's definitely got some weapons that our defense really needs to come up clutch and shut down this weekend. Um, so I have some I have some similar ones to you. Um, my first uh, 
my first key to the game is you got we got to give Justin something to work with. You know, we're going to be decimated with injuries on that offense, especially in the receiving core. We're going to need going to need some dudes to step up, whether it be Josh Palmer, Michael Bandy, DeAndre Carter. You know, we need somebody to really step up. We got to give Justin something to work with there. Um, play calling is probably going to be absolutely monumental this week, probably bigger than it has been at the start of the season. Um, we got to negate special teams errors. Um, I pretty much just threw this one in there, you know, make kicks, you know, like we've mentioned earlier, it's like we got new kickers in the rotation almost weekly now. Um, you know, make the kicks that you got to make. If you're settling for like a 50 something yarder and you miss it and you barely miss it, you know, that's something that you can live with. You know, that's 50 something yarder is not a gimme by any means, but you know, we got to make PATs. We got to make, uh, kicks within, you know, within the 30, we got to do all those things, um, in order to get us points on the board. And, you know, especially, I don't want to see us taking really any, any risks because of the lack of kicker, you know, like, I don't want to see us settle in a, in a game in which we're already up by and have to, you know, we go for it on a fourth and manageable, but don't get it, but could have easily just taken three. You know, I don't want to see, I don't want to see things like that arise really. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. My third and final one is kind of something you touched on is uh, Mariota. But in this instance, don't let him use his legs. Um, Mariota is absolutely killer on the ground. They have some read options in place. You know, him and Cordell Patterson can really just absolutely chew us alive this weekend. Um, not really looking forward to Cordero being back. Um, but definitely something that we got to keep an eye on. You got to negate those explosive plays on the ground that we've given up $5 billion of this year. Oh, excuse me, but yeah, I just got to, our defense just got to do their job and just try to contain him in the pocket and don't let him hurt you on the ground. Cause if he gets in space, he will do that for sure. Yeah. It's like, man, you really couldn't have waited one more week to come back. Yeah. You had to come back. No kidding, dude. This week, this week of all weeks. Um, yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be a dog fight. I think, I think we can come out hot enough and hang on. I, th- I think it's going to be a classic Brandon Staley Chargers win. Um, great first half, you know, two score, three score lead um, that we just kind of see dwindle over time. And I think Mariota makes us really nervous throughout the game, just with what he can do on the ground. And, and uh, yeah, we'll see. So, Bold takes, man. I I think – no, I think I've only hit one. Or no, two. You've hit two, I've hit this one. Year. I, you've hit two, I've hit one. I can't – you hit the full Xander Horvath touchdown and – there's another one you hit. We hit both of our week ones. Austin Eckler, three TDs and 100 yards, I think. Yeah, something along those lines. So – and then I hit on my uh, defensive sacks week one, so. Nice. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, do you, do you want to start this one off, or do you want me to go? I would love to. Um, go for it. For my bull take, um, you know, I think think it's time. I think it's time that he's unleashed fully. I think uh, I think Justin Herbert's throwing for over three hundred yards and at least two scores this weekend. You know, and in, in our eyes, like in the past, we'd be like, well, that's not even that bold, but 
just from the lack of kind of what we've seen, I think he's going to play a very clean game, no interceptions as well. So I think 300 yards, two touchdowns, and then I think we're going to score more than two touchdowns, but I think we can get those on the ground. But I'm going to go with that as my bold take. Not overly, not overly crazy, definitely manageable, but I think that we see one of his best games, vintage Justin Herbert this weekend with lack of weapons as well. So, yeah, no, gosh, man, that's, that's a great take. I mean, especially with considering what he's, he's working with currently um, on offense and dude, yeah, it would just be so great to watch Herbert come out and see him be just absolutely locked in. Kind of like uh, the Houston game started, you know, we got off to, I can see, I don't know. I, I get similar vibes to the Houston game going into you know, Falcons game. So, um, you know, I, I think he, yeah, I, I like that pick. I think he's very capable of doing that. And I don't know much about the Falcons defense. We haven't talked a whole lot about him. Um, but yeah, no, I love that. Love that take for me. I am going to go on the de- defensive side and I'm going to go to the other quarterback of this team. And that is Derwin James. I've seen some stuff on Twitter throughout the week, really throughout the bye, um, you know, of you know, Derwin James has kind of had a quiet season up to this point. He's had a couple big sacks, some plays, um, but it just seems like for a guy that everyone loves and, you know, we are all convinced he is Superman um, it would be nice to kind of see him show show his presence in this game and, and just dominate, shut down Kyle Pitts, shut down, uh, you know this this Atlanta Falcons offense that has multiple weapons and um, at times I, I look I, I know one of his greatest assets is being able to be moved around at different positions and you know coaches use him kind of differently than a lot of other safeties are traditionally used. And that's great. But at times I think, man, if you just line him up at one or two spots primarily and let him do his thing, like, I don't know. At times I think, are we giving, are we putting too much on his plate? Not that he, not that, not that I think that he can't handle it because I think he can, and he's shown that he, he has, um, but at some point, by asking him to do 15 different things, do you think that kind of takes away from overall, well, I mean, yeah. what he can contribute to it? Yeah. To a team? Because I think that's kind of maybe what we're seeing, um, especially with the injuries and how banged up this defense is. You know, he's he's trying to to be three places at once, really because that's – what Staley's requiring of him because, I mean, we're so, you know, if you can move him around, why not move him around to different areas where we're banged up? So I don't know, man. I just want to see a big game out of him. That's really my my, my bold take. I'm not putting uh, stats on it, but we'll do this. I'd love to see one, one turnover, either forced, caused, or recovered by, by Derwin. Love it, That's my bold take. Love it, man. Yeah, for real. That's 
one dude with all these injuries, you know, him and him and Khalil Mack have just been absolutely balling so far. So definitely, dude, I love that. I love that take. So. Yes, sir. All right, man. Um, I'm getting kind of tired. So before we get out of here, we got to do predictions, but I'm going to going to go ahead and skip the, uh, the betting stuff here just for time's sake. We always um, fuck up on those anyway, so. All right. What? I said we always fuck up on those anyway on our on our betting takes, so it's not like either one of us are massive bettors, but. No, we're not, but let's just, uh, let's go into the predictions here. You kick us off. What's going down Sunday? How you feeling about it? Tell us what and tell us, tell us why. 28-24 Chargers. That's all I got. Ooh, okay. Um, like I said, Justin Herbert is going to be himself this week. Um, Falcons offense keeps it close. And honestly, dude, if if we don't come out with this game, I told myself earlier this year that I would never be predicting against the Chargers. But and I was I was close. I was close to doing it tonight. But I I got a ride with my boys coming off the bye. I think they can surprise some people. So I'm gonna roll with it. 28-24 Chargers. Um, I just think it's kind of more of a back-and-forth game. I don't think either team uh, – I'll say one team – I'm not even going to say who, but one team will get out to a lead, a lead early, and then other team will creep back into it, and then it'll be back-and-forth from there. So 28-24 Chargers. All right. Derwin James, game-sealing interception on the last drive. There we go. That would – that would work for me. Um, man, dude, I think I, th- I think I am going to be that guy. I'm I'm going to not pick the Chargers to win this week. Damn. And I see, I didn't do it because I thought you were going to do it. But one of us has to be positive, huh? I I didn't think looking at the schedule, man. I didn't think I was going to have to do this until maybe next week or the following week where we play you know, the Niners and then Kansas City again. Um, and very well that I might be going that route, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll wait on that one. Um, no, man, this week, I just look, I, I'm being kind of like cautiously optimistic, which sounds really funny that I'm picking the Falcons right now. Um, like I, my, my heart is, telling me to pick the chargers and it will always tell me to pick the chargers. Um, but my head is just telling me that I think this season is could start getting really ugly. And I hope I'm wrong about that. I mean, looking at the schedule coming up the next couple of weeks and, and looking at the players that we're missing and really the timetable that we're expecting to get something like, I probably wouldn't expect some like really some of our major reinforcements to come back until the Cardinals game, which is the week after Kansas City, or the Raiders game, which is the following week after that. That's still one, two, three, three to four more games. I don't think this team, with what they currently have, can stay afloat over those next three to four games considering who they're playing. So 
I hope I'm wrong about that. Um, just to focus solely on this week, I think the Falcons um, squeak one out. I think it's a, a much better showing by the Chargers. It's not a 38-10 blowout against Jacksonville or a – I can't even remember the score of the Seahawks game. It was weird. But, like 37-23, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's not going to be a blowout. I think this is a heartbreaking loss. I think we're in it to the last few seconds. Um, I just think overall there's going to be a few moments throughout the game where we really wish went the other way. And I just I don't think we have enough to squeak it out. Hope I'm wrong. I can't believe I'm picking the Falcons, to be honest with you. But that's kind of where the vibes are right now. Fake fan. Uh, coming off the bye week. Fake fan. No, I, I'm i just kidding. But, th- yeah, I, I agree with you when, when you say that this season could get ugly fast. It really could get ugly fast. And it 100% could start this weekend. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my faith in them for one last weekend before I pick against them. So, until then. I like that. I was I was torn. Um, I really was. I think even before it came out of my mouth, I didn't know where it was going, and that's just kind of what came out. So did you say a um, did you say a final score? Either way for me. What did you say a final score? No, I have not. Um, yeah, I'll put one on it. Let's. I'll go thirty-four, thirty-one Falcons. Okay. High scoring game. So Yeah, I think I think there's some turnovers on both sides that set up, you know, set up some points and enough back and forth where it'll take a little over 30 to to get the job done. So yeah, 34-31 Atlanta. Please, 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 please prove me wrong, Chargers. Um that is straight analytical stats just crunching numbers what my my brain is telling me my heart desperately wants the chargers to win this game and show out god it would be so great to see a classic justin herbert herbert performance um vintage eckler a great defensively called game and and some some good special teams so all around it'd just be good to see a a complete game which we're still waiting to see here in 2022, but yeah, man. Um, any other thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. I, I got, I got really nothing. Um, you know, let's just hope I'm just hoping and praying that somehow, some way football guys, football gods shine down upon us and fuck. I hope we can get something done finish the season because like you mentioned like I mentioned it could go it feels like it's already going downhill but it could that downhill slope could steepen up quite a bit so yeah this is our last and look it, it just as it just as easily could you know we could be looking back in three weeks and be like oh fuck remember when everyone thought the sky was falling and the season was over and you know coaches are gonna get fired. like look if they can and it all starts this weekend. All they have to do, like I said earlier, is just worry about beating the Falcons. 
and and worry about beating the beating the Niners next week. Yeah. Right. Save that for next week. Just find a way to get to five and three, get some momentum back on your side for a big primetime game. Because look, primetime games are great, um, especially against a team like San Francisco, which on paper the media is even going to probably spin it where, you know, it should be a blowout. But if you figure out a way to win that game, now you're six and three. You stack two wins on top of each other going into probably the biggest game of the year in Kansas City and and having everyone hyped up for, for that game, which then at that point, who knows, we could have some reinforcements back. Um, so, look, it's a couple of weeks go by and you get a couple wins and it's completely different situation that we're talking about. So it could get ugly or, you know, it could su- surprise a lot of fans and, and um, you know, steer the ship back in the right direction. Yeah, no, for sure, man. But we'll see what happens this weekend, man. I, I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm right. But we'll see what happens. So good stuff, man. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, for watching, for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour, episode number 46. We previewed the Atlanta Falcons. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and about our Chargers. Bolt up. Bolt up.